filibuster receives sponsorship from the Ehrlich Law Office, Discrimination, Wage, and Litigation Solutions for Northern Virginia and the District of Columbia. They want you to know that your rights matter, you deserve to be free from harassment, and you deserve to work. They cover workplace discrimination and wage theft, non-competition and non-solicitation litigation, civil rights, takings and disability, and a lot more. For a free consultation, go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster. Here at Filibuster, we are nothing if not extremely basic. And I believe what I said was basic as shit. Um, there goes that uh, not explicit tag <laughs> right out the gate. Um, anyway, so we thought we'd start the show tonight talking about the very basic things that we are doing just to keep ourselves occupied during during this time that we are in and uh not not that all of us have a ton of time i mean we are essentially homeschooling and two kids and doing two full-time jobs at the same time but nevertheless i find myself baking biscuits um and and even just yesterday finally bit the bullet threw some flour and water together and stirred it up and made a sourdough starter have no idea how it's going to turn out it may or may not. Just we'll flour see. and water? That's all you need. There's flour. There's there's yeast in the flour. Like on the okay. surface of the flour. I was going to say, I, was, I thought it required it yeast It takes too. time for it to, to activate. And, you know, you have to feed it for a few days, like the better part of a week, if not a full week, before it really becomes ripe and able to use. But, yeah. So you're using wild yeast, basically. That is what sourdough definitionally is. Sourdough requires wild yeast. Like I know some people will seed it with commercial yeast, but that I think the idea is because they're impatient and they want their starter to get going faster, but it's the wild yeast that make it sour, like and the bacteria that grow in the starter that make Adam sourdough knows a lot sour. More about sourdough than I do. <laughs> I, I when I say I started a sourdough starter, what I mean is that I read <laughs> did a lot and watched of YouTube research. videos and yeah. I, I, I've been like occupying myself by reading and watching videos about sourdough for a while. So I, I can't bake anything from it right now because it is very, very early days, but I've been, I've been reading plenty about it. Jason, how are you basic? Uh, well, I, I thought about doing whipped coffee, which I think we've already discussed um, that Ben did it. I thought about doing it. I uh, never got around and in to the it. future. We might talk about it again. Well, yeah, because there's, there's still more uh, isolation times ahead of us. So we're all going to experience all of the dumb basic stuff uh, eventually. I think um, I, I watched, I watched tiger King. Um, yeah, like pretty basic. just about everyone I didn't enjoy it. I actually thought it was pretty bad. Um, not, that's not what I've heard. That's why I haven't actually um, watched it. I'm like the one person. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, if you haven't gotten to the end, I would say after I think the last three episodes, you can drop them. They're not worth your time. Um, uh, other than like get a little weird with that. Um, I guess my thing is actually becoming the basic thing that I've done is become unstuck in time. 
so like clocks have stopped uh, having much meaning to me. Uh, I scoff at them. Uh, I don't even really actively scoff. I just through action scoff. I don't, I don't visibly scoff or with my words or expressions. It's not a, a flippant. It's just like I'm doing something and then it's like, wow, I should definitely be doing something else at this hour. But instead I'm doing whatever dumb thing I'm doing. So I might be sleeping too late or waking up at 3 a.m. like I did last night for no reason. Uh, and I was just up and I was like, I guess, I guess my day has begun now. Um, uh, both Chrissy cool. and I have woken up at 3 a.m. probably mm-hmm. every day for the past week. It, it, was there a spark to this or has it no. just started happening? Okay. No, no, no. See, mine was also sparkless. Mine was just like, oh, I'm up. I should, yeah. I mean, well, I'm waking up. I'm waking up several times a night, which I think is probably the crippling anxiety of all of this weighing on me. But um, yeah, today I, I was early. I, I w- woke up for good at like 4.30 and just hopped in the shower at 5 and said, I guess this is what I'm doing now. I mean, I guess so what I- guys, at least there's the like the fallback of like, well, the kids will be up not before too long. Yeah. No, but the kid, at least no. Mike, I don't know about Adam's kids, but my kid does like does not get up before seven. So oh, okay. for me, yeah, any time f- up before seven is pointless. The five year old will usually pain upon myself. <laughs> five year old will usually sleep till seven thirty or so if we let her. The two year old, however, will be up at some point between five thirty and six thirty for good, if not before that. It is infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Just give him you should, you need, what you need to do is after he falls asleep, does he sleep through the night? Mostly? Uh mostly, not always. All right. Then after uh when you're going to bed, just sneak in there, pour a little dram of whiskey, just drop it off next to his bed. And hey, hey, welcome out. in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually get to say what I'm doing. Ben what basic thing are you doing and why is it giving your daughter whiskey? I'm not giving my daughter whiskey. I'm saying you should give your son whiskey. <laughs> Those are different things. Uh, what I am doing is um, one, I'm reading the Dublin murders books. Um, I want to punch the main male character in the teeth. That's, that's most of it if, right now. I don't know if everyone is doing that specific thing. It's very popular on stars and BBC right now. So I, okay. uh, a lot of people are, um, I have not, at least on my I Twitter of what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm Jason, just gonna... I follow, Jason, I'm on librarian Twitter. I mean, it's uh, very big on librarian Twitter. Okay. This is a, a thing I don't right. know about. So this is, this is hashtag librarian basic. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair for Ben. Uh, yeah. That is yeah. that is if, yeah. if any of us is going to be in that group, it's got to be Ben. I feel like yeah, It'd be inappropriate another, for the others. Another similarly librarian basic thing I'm doing is so <laughs> I let Deep my breath. ancestry I let my ancestry family tree get away from me a little bit, and I did not use like real. I did not. I, I just. I just let the leaves just go and just like, yes, these are my, must be my ancestors and just clicked and clicked and clicked. And now I'm going back and restarting my family tree in a new program 
with exacting genealogical precision. And so I'm doing a second family tree basically. And yeah, I'm trying to, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing forth all the power of, of research and genealogy to exactingly prove that these people are my ancestors. And I, I just fell asleep because uh, yes, it is that boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the other thing I'm doing, or I, I recently finished was watching Downton Abbey, but soccer which is the English game on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm supposed to watch that. Little six episode my, my miniseries. Non, my non-soccer relatives who know that I like soccer have brought that up with me, and I'm just like, I haven't watched it yet. I actually think the the soccer part of it is is interesting and fun. Um, and they, they actually do a decent job showing the differences, like that that soccer in the 1880s had from today, as far as being basically rugby, but the ball's at your feet. Um, but Adam, uh, yeah, it's Downton Abbey, but soccer. Adam, I have a question. Shoot. Do you think that Jason would be the best 1880s soccer player? I, I mean, probably. Out of the three of us, certainly. (laughs) Out of the three of us, certainly. Definitely Uh, out of the three of us. uh, Yeah, I I would be willing to say that. Current Jason is probably in better shape than any 1880s soccer player. Like if we teleported Jason back in time to the 1880s. Those guys all had, like, most likely had, like, labor jobs, like manual labor. So they're probably also smoked a lot. I mean, yeah, but so. The, the the whole thing with the English game is it's when the working class is starting to come up in the game mm. and it's not just a game for um, the the upper class anymore. And that's one of the main tensions of the show. And so there's lots of upper class people who have lots of leisure time and, you know, might work at a bank. But right. Yeah. Anyway, hey, hey, welcome in. This is Filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast. I'm Adam Taylor. They are Jason Anderson and Ben Bromley. We are all from blackandredunited.com, where technically we talk about DC United. Um, We are going to talk to a player from DC United tonight. His name is Paul Ariola. But other than that, this is kind of the type of show you're getting nowadays because there's not a lot of soccer to talk about. Anyway, yeah, nothing's happening. No, right. At least last uh, week we had things that had happened. Uh, this week, oh, uh, mm, nothing I mean, happened. Last, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that in the lives of players and coaches of DC United, many things happen, uh, but none of it is relevant uh, to us uh, or is our business. Most likely, um, yeah, none of it's public. <laughs> so we 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 one we don't know those things, so we can't talk about them. But two, even if we did, it probably wouldn't be for this podcast. Uh, it's probably regular stuff like buying groceries, um, you know, cleaning, Watching cleaning Netflix. up the house, you know, things, <laughs> having things a like that. We got Mackies. Right. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of stuck. Uh, but uh, we've had we've had some spots where we've come up with some solutions uh, as far as having a show. Perhaps uh, indoor soccer was uh, getting out into the extremes. I don't know. We might need to do that again next week. I don't know. Indoor soccer was extreme in a lot of ways. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think the, the correct term is XX extreme. 
Next yeah, week is our four. It was the nineties. Next week yeah. is our four hundredth episode, and it should be nothing if not XXX extreme. I I can't disagree with that. So in, instead, I will ask Jason, "What are you drinking?" Uh, well, I mentioned that I got up at three and just my day had begun uh, with not enough sleep. That was not when I wanted to be up. Um, no. And so in the interest of keeping this show going and not just falling asleep at my desk, uh, I have some. Um, and also, it, you know, it was after dinner. So you want uh, like an after dinner drink. I, I have a low caffeine sensitivity, so I can do the after dinner coffee without then staying up super late. Oh, I cannot. You son I, of a bitch. I might stay up super late anyway, but it's not the coffee's fault. It's, it's uh-huh. just that I'm, I'm set up like that. I do it with or without. It happens either way. Um, so, and also, we recorded out of order, and uh, I needed to go make a drink for this start, th- this segment, which is not our first segment. Sorry, listeners, I'm ruining the experience for you, um, like always. Ben's uh, been so, hinting at it since we started recording this yes, segment. Exactly. And now like Jason be, is just ripping the Band-Aid yeah, off. I like, to, I like to tell everyone exactly what's happening. This, uh, this filibuster is, unstu- is unstuck in time. Oh, always. Um, but yeah, I... I Ran downstairs real quick uh, in between our segments and poured some uh, Van Gogh double espresso vodka uh, over some ice. Um, it's got enough coffee flavor that it's actually like. It's kind of like if, if you could drink Kahlua by itself, but you can't drink Kahlua by itself. Don't do that. Um, but you can drink this over ice and it's not bad. I know we've talked about it before, but Jason, how much caffeine does Van Gogh double espresso uh, vodka actually have? Uh, I mean, I don't have like the actual measurements. I've never done the science. But, uh, but um, you, you've drunk but it before. What's your some. feeling? I would say some. Um, okay. I would say I would say this coffee mug, um, which I'm holding up so you guys can confirm. It's a normal coffee mug. It's orange. Yeah, um, you're drinking this out of a mug. That's yes. That, that's um, committing to this. It's coffee, Adam. Yeah, there's coffee in there. Um, I would say this drink probably has as much caffeine as, uh, like, if you ordered a coffee mixed drink from a bar or an after dinner drink, like an Irish coffee or something like that. It's probably around the same. So it's more than if you got like a rum and coke, this would have more caffeine in it than the rum and coke. Um, but not like it's not like like just mainlining espresso. Um, even though double espresso is in the name, I will say I'm glad, very glad that at like the age of 23 and 24, I didn't know this product existed because there was a lot of let's combine highly caffeinated beverages and highly alcoholic beverages together and then drink them fast and then see what happens to us and to the world. There was a lot of that going on. For a and I now. feel like access to this product Sparks. might have ended in death or jail. Ben, what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a whiskey sour because mixers are uh, in short supply. I have a a Amazon order coming probably tomorrow to give us more mixers, but all I have is lemon juice, simple syrup, and whiskey. So that's what I'm drinking. All right. I, I myself have... Uh, DC Brows Joint Resolution Hazy IPA um, because it's local and it's good and I like it. So that's about it. Um, 
Jason, you had a story I think you wanted oh, yeah. to tell. <laughs> um, so this this came to my mind. You know, we're, we've got Paul coming in uh, in a second, not Paul who? several minutes ago. Paul Ariola is going to be our guest. Uh, and by going to be, I mean, already has been our guest. Um, but I thought of this while watching uh, the broadcast over the weekend of his playing FIFA 20. Um, because I, I haven't played the FIFA video game series in a long time. I think Adam and I very briefly at one of our uh, meetups uh, at Doc FC tried to play. And we both were like, I don't remember how to play this game on these Correct. controls. And so we gave up. Um, and I think we the only time the I've played. The, the only time I've played FIFA, I, I had like FIFA 16 and I, I played it for like, and I got it used. And my, my main move was to uh, hit the power shot all the way and just shoot the ball over uh, the goal by about a trillion miles. I mean, that probably would have happened to us um, if we had kept playing, but I think we handed the controls off to other people who were like, we're like, do you know what you're doing? They're like, more than you guys, it seems like. And it's like, okay, you guys play. If this is, we're not going to, we're just wasting everyone's time if we play each other. So let's not. Um, but uh, my, I used to be, and by used to be, we have to go way into the past. I used to be really, really good at the FIFA video game series, culminating uh, in FIFA 98. Um, they put out, now that year they put out two FIFA 98s. They put out a regular one. And then inexplicably, they put out FIFA 98 Road to the World Cup. I only had the second one. Um, and the reason I chose Sounds to spend, right. I spent my paper route money to buy FIFA 98 Road to the World Cup because Road to the World Cup had every single team that tried to qualify for World Cup 98. Um, so we're getting into the smallest of small countries, the tiny islands in the South Pacific, all of those countries were in the game. Anyone that played even one single qualifier had a team in the game. Um, and there were there were club teams as well. So I I played that. I, you know, played it a lot. I won the World Cup with good teams. And I was like, all right, all right. I'm good enough now where I can try and win the World Cup with the U.S. I did that. And I was like, all right, well, what else can I do? Then I won the World Cup with Japan and then with Finland. And then I was like, well, let's get real weird with it. Um, and eventually this culminated in me winning the World Cup with Swaziland. Um, and part of the reason this was possible is that FIFA 98 had a, a very bad flaw that made it too easy, which is that once you mastered the spin move, you could pretty much get away from any defender. Uh, you just had to get him to try and tackle you from straight on and then spin around him. So you could just spin move, spin move, and then you were in on goal by yourself. Um, and if you just hit pass instead of shoot, you could just pass the ball past the goalkeeper. It would go under him every time. Like it, it would, the game would make it so that as he went to try and slide at your feet, you would just touch it under him as he was going oh, to the ground. And it, it so sounds it was, like it was easy. Bowl. Um, so yeah, I, it was kind of like that. Once you get good enough at it, it became impossible to lose. And so once I'd beaten the game with Swaziland, I was like, okay, this is kind of pointless um, for me to do this anymore. What can I do to take this to the next level of complete absurdity? Um, and so I went through the game and I started counting up how many teams were in it because it wasn't just the teams that were qualifying for the World Cup. There were also plenty of club teams. Um, I think the difference between this, by the way, and the the FIFA 98 not road to the World Cup was that this was stripped down and simplified, which is maybe why it was easier. Um, because to replace or to have room for that, all that extra data for all those other teams, 
1998 video games, you something had to go. There was no space for extra stuff. Um, we're talking about megabytes instead of gigabytes in in game storage terms. It was very small. Maybe even kilobytes. Um, yeah, depending on the game file, probably. Um, so at a certain point, I realized that there were more than enough teams for me to play a bracket. Um, and so I started going through every single team's ranking. Uh, like a, FIFA ranks the teams that tells you, you know, this team is good at this and not good at that. And here's their overall ranking. So I ranked all of them in order from top to bottom. And then I made a bracket. Uh, and I was like, I was going to do 64 and I was like, well, why not use everybody? So I expanded it out, not just one round beyond 64, but actually two rounds beyond 64. <laughs> um, I had a play, there was a play in stage for the, the teams that were um, the worst. Uh, I put them in a play in bracket. Uh, so I had to figure out how to do the, get the math correct so that the play in bracket added up so that the actual bracket didn't contain like a group stage or anything like that. Um and I had this, and this was all kept track on, I didn't know how to use Excel because I was 16. I hadn't learned how to do that. This was kept track of on like notebook paper. I was just <laughs> writing this all out by hand. And then having the computer sim the games, I wasn't involved in the playing of the games. I would just have the computer sim the game and then I would note who won and move them along in the bracket. Um, this went on for months. Uh, I was doing this as a spare time thing. Um Eventually, what I remember, um, the things I remember were that uh, the Netherlands got knocked out by Chile very early, um, which was a stunning upset. That was like the Netherlands were like the third or fourth best team in the entire game. The other thing is that I got to the end and I was like, well, why not go crazy at the end as well? So I decided to make the final a best of seven rather than a (laughs) single knockout because why? Why not make it normal? Um, and I don't remember exactly how many games it took in the best of seven, but I think it was Real Madrid beating Chelsea uh, for the, in the World final Cup. of this. Ab- absolutely. Uh, the Jason Cup, um, <laughs> an absolutely ridiculous tournament that I simmed and just watched. Like I didn't participate. I just sat and watched the games and then noted down. I was keeping track of the top goal scorers. Um, in this tournament, I had a goal scorer list. I don't know where the lists are, uh, or if they. Jason, you have the somewhere. You have the spreadsheets from like a billion years ago, and you don't have this. No, I told you, I I wrote this stuff down, but this was also in 1998. Uh, is long enough ago where things just get lost. Um, or also, I was like, well, that's done. (laughs) For all I know, I got rid of it. I don't know what happened to it. I just go back to your parents' houses and and, and thrash them apart until you find these notebooks. They keep in mind, they may be gone, they may not have gotten through the year 1998. Um, they may have been recycled, so they may be in a paper product near you right now. It will surprise nobody to know that Jason is an avid player of football manager. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, my, my terrible football manager thing since isolation, by the way, has been, um, I got frustrated that uh, my young players needed to go out on loan and they would always refuse uh, to go on loan to teams that were appropriate for them. They always wanted to be at loan on teams that they were not good enough to play for yet. So I figured out, I found a team that was roughly at the level that they would accept. And then I created a new manager and took over that team. So now I'm managing two teams within the same save um, just so that my, my young players will go on loan where they belong. And then it didn't even work. A bunch of them were like, no, I'm not going to play there. Um, 
I'm not going to play for it. You attempted attempted to catfish your own fictional players. Yeah. And and, and it didn't work. (laughs) Um, And so the guys that are on loan to my second team uh, that I'm controlling are one guy I was going to get rid of anyway. I just loaned him out because he was unhappy. And then the other guy is probably never going to be good enough to play for me. So it's kind of a waste of time that he's there. Um, and everyone else that I was like, go on loan to this team, go on loan to this team. And they're like, no, no, I'm, I'm too good for that. Um, so a bunch of them haven't gone on loan and a couple of them ended up going on loan to perfectly acceptable teams. So it also meant that I didn't have to, in their case, do this, <laughs> but now I'm stuck with it. So now I have a second team that has become a, like, I wonder if can I can you, run a three, five, two. And so that's what delete, that other team Can you delete yourself? Yeah, yeah. The second character, I could just have him retire at any given time. Um, but I, it's, it's. I've used it now as like an experimental sandbox. So it's like, I wonder what happens if I have them do this, um, because I don't care if that team wins or loses. Though this is so much well. more in character than I ever imagined, <laughs> and I have nowhere, like. I have nowhere else to go from there. So we're just gonna take a quick break and come back with Paul Ariola. Please stick around. Please. It's filibuster. All right. Say you're at work and uh, something unfortunate or untoward happens and you need some legal representation to, uh, to assert your rights in that situation, whether a boss mistreated you, you were fired unfairly, uh, or, or or something worse happens. Ben, in the District of Columbia and Northern Virginia, you know who to call, right? Yeah, you call the Ehrlich Law Office because you have rights. That's right. And your rights matter. And you deserve to be free from harassment. And you deserve to work. The Ehrlich Law Office handles workplace discrimination. They do civil rights. Uh, if you have a wage theft issue, they are there for you. If you have uh, a separation from your employer that you want to to get down on paper and you're dealing with a a non-compete clause or or something to to that effect if you uh if you feel like your civil rights have been violated by a local government call the ehrlich law office uh if you want a free consultation tell them we sent you go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster Welcome back to Filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast. Our guest this week has played just about every spot on the field for DC United and the U.S. men's national team. His calling card, of course, is a nonstop work rate and a goal celebration that must be called Kuznetsovian, uh, which I think Caps fans will understand. He's been called the handsomest man in MLS. His name is Paul Ariola, and he joins us now. Paul, welcome to Filibuster. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, we have a tradition here. We have to ask you right off the bat. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking some food actually right now, if you believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all blended uh, up well, like for a, a, a runner's breakfast, is it? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm actually getting my <laughs> uh, wisdom teeth e- extracted next week. So that, that, that'll be the time that I'm uh, blending all my foods together. But uh, right now I'm just eating some, uh, some good chicken with some salad. Um, and drinking oh, actually some peri peri mineral water. Very nice. Uh, do you talk to to Joseph at all about uh, having to take your meals in liquid form for a little while? 
No, I haven't. And I, man, that guy went through, uh, something that I, you know, I hope, I pray I never have to go through. I hope no one has to go through that. Um, because I had talked to him afterward when he was okay. And, uh, he told me that it was, it was horrible. And just thinking about kind of the pain that he was in and, and kind of the, what he had to do, man, I can't, I can't even imagine uh, having to go through something so serious like that. Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't happen to, to anyone else. Uh, Cause it sounds pretty bad. Uh, obviously some, um, interesting times we're living in right now. Um, what are you doing to, to stay sane and, and keep yourself occupied during the quarantines? Yeah, believe it or not, my, my schedule actually hasn't changed too much. Um, you know, thankfully, um, because, you know, I'm still, I'm still going to therapy. Obviously I'm, I'm going to, um, a, uh, ortho Virginia clinic spot to do my therapy rather, rather than going into the stadium. Um, because we are not, you know, we're currently not allowed to go into the stadium. Um, so that's really only been the, the change up in, in my actual schedule. Um, you know, obviously, as you guys know, I'm recovering from ACL injuries. So, um, I still, you know, I, I still have to go in every day and, and, and get my therapy and, and work out. And, uh, it's really, you know, it's really what I think I would be doing normally, you know, if, if everything was, was kind of normal and, and the way it was before. So, um, you know, that's how I kind of get out of the house. And, um, we started, my girlfriend and I started to eat, uh, at home a little more, which has been nice. Uh, we have some workout stuff at home and, uh, reading books, watching TV. So, uh, thankfully I've been able to stay pretty, pretty consistent and, and, you know, getting out of the house, obviously to go to therapy, um, you know, helps me kind of stay sane. Did y'all watch Tiger King? Uh, you know what? That's the that's the one thing that we've only watched the first episode, and um, it's funny. My girlfriend actually mentioned that to me uh, today that we should watch it. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm I'm currently in the middle of watching um, the fourth episode of uh, The Last Dance, uh, which nice. I which I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed watching that so far. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm on right now. Cool. Uh, we saw that you were able to do pretty well in uh, EMLS uh, against uh, Diego Fagundes. Uh, my, my main question really is, is digital Bill Hamid as good as real Bill Hamid? Yeah, let me tell you, uh, in that game, in that first game, Bill really showed up for me, man. He, uh, <laughs> he was standing on top of his head and I, I had obviously practiced with DC United for, you know, the past couple of weeks, uh, le- you know, leading up to the event once I knew that I was going to be playing. So I really had to get serious about it, you know, um, didn't want to embarrass the club by any means. So, uh, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to put out my best performance and, uh, he really saved me, especially in the beginning. I was, I was actually nervous going into the game. We, you know, we, we were online for a little while, kind of just waiting for, you know, waiting for the queue and waiting for the queue and, Obviously, when you know we're we're doing this stuff from you know home and and no one is really together, it's obviously it's obviously hard. And, and FS1 does a good job, or or Fox Sports, I should say, does a good job to you know produce it and 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 make it look smooth when it you know so, you know it, it's hard. You know it, it's hard to get everyone to have you know excellent Wi-Fi and stream. And obviously, like when you're looking, when I'm looking at CJ, um, you know his screen and and hearing him talk and then 
with me. I'm sitting on my, you know, he's got a gamer chair. He's got a headset. I'm sitting on my couch. My, you know, the, the camera, the camera is horrible. My, my headphones stop, stop working. They die after like 20 <laughs> minutes. And then I have to like take my headphones off and then I'm like screaming into the computer. So, you know, so, you know, they do a really, they do a really good job but anyway back to the important stuff um yeah he you know in the in the beginning i, I was nervous man i was nervous there was, there was a some nerves going into the game my hands were sweaty you know i was like man just whatever you do don't i i you know i i really didn't want to do what tyler miller did uh in in the first game so i'm like man i really gotta you know worst case i'm it's better to i, I always think it's better to underplay yourself than overplay yourself you know so uh, I kind of underplayed myself leading into the game and talking about them taking it easy on me and all these things. And so, um, you know, it ended up working into my favor because Bill Hamid stood on his head for me. Uh, Paul, we talked to, um, we talked to, uh, Benny not, not long after, uh, your injury, right, right at the start of the season. And, um, one of the things he mentioned was that, you know, sometimes with injured players, they're kind of kind of stuck by themselves. There's not that much they can do. But he said that uh, for you, it was a big point to stay engaged with the group, um, to stay involved. You know, he, he mentioned specifically that you speaking Spanish as well as English was really um, going to be a big help. Um, things are different now because no one can be around each other. But um, how are you trying to stay connected with the group beyond um, – just the, I know he mentioned their Zoom chats and stuff like that. Yeah, after, you know, after I got injured, I, I, I really wanted to stay, um, you know, because this, you know, this is, I feel this is, this is my team, you know, and, and to be a leader, you know, you don't have to be vocal. You don't have to, um, you know, say a lot or, you know, you don't have to carry the armband uh, throughout the year to really be a leader. And obviously, that's a time and, and I've seen other players go through it where, you know, you get a big injury and it takes you away, right? It takes you away from the team. It takes you away from, 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 you know, having, having that envy inside of you that, that, you know, your teammates and the guys that you were just playing with the other day, you know, they're, they're fine and you're not. Um, and, and I made that a point, uh, you know, as, as soon as I got injured, um, I made that a point to make sure that I, I wasn't like that, right? I told myself I, I had the mindset that I was going to continue to be the same teammate that I, that I was on the field, um, you know, previous to, previous to the ACL injury. So, you know, it, it was a big deal for me to obviously stay and, and, and hang out and, you know, continue to watch the team, you know, grow um, and try and get to where we want to be. Right. Of course, like I just said, this is, you know, I feel like this is my team. I feel, um, you know, these are my brothers. And, and if we want to, you know, if we want to uh, be successful together, you know, we all have to be bought in, uh, you know, not just the starting 11 or the 18 um, or, or the veterans. It's, 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 it's going to take everyone um, to do that, in, you know, including the coaching staff and owner and, uh, and obviously GM. So, uh, you know, that, that, that was kind of my message um, to them and, and wanting to stay uh, and now, now, you know, like, like, you know, you had mentioned that we have been having a uh, zoom calls, uh, zoom meetings, which, um, have been good. I've only been in a couple. Um, and it's mainly because when I, usually when we have the meetings, I end up in therapy. Um, and, mm -hmm. and so I have to miss them. Um, but 
the players we've had a, a, a Zoom date, um, you know, a little Zoom happy hour just to talk and, and see how everyone is and, and uh, you know, messaging all the time, uh, staying updated. And, um, you know, the coaching staff has done, has done a, a good job as well of, of keeping in contact with me and asking me how, you know, how I'm doing and what's going on and all of these things kind of giving – giving and getting updates on, on, on our lives. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a big thing. It's important, you know, regardless if, if you're injured or not, um, to, to stay engaged and, and obviously be a part of, be a part of the team, because this is, you know, this is, this is what we do for a living. This is our life. And, uh, you know, we're athletes and we want to be successful. So, um, you know, I know that, you know, success isn't just on the field and, it, you know, it's off the field and, in order to be successful on the field, a lot of times, you, you know, you have, you have to do the little things off the field to get you where you want to go. So uh, I'm a big believer in that and, and, you know, being connected. Was that the pug we heard at the beginning of that? Uh, yeah, sorry. They, uh, <laughs> they, I don't know. I don't know why they really bark. I, I think they look at, I think they, I think they see themselves in the window and they start to run at the window. Um, don't apologize. Yeah, they, not, <laughs> they're, they're, this is a podcast now. <laughs> dogs are supposed to be on um i actually wanted to ask you about them because you're you know you they, they've had in an in instagram presence which is actually pretty common for uh especially soccer players dogs in this area um so i'm i'm just curious if if the dogs are able to get on zoom calls uh with with some of the the other teammates pups as well <laughs> No, you know, I haven't seen, uh, actually, actually, yeah. Uh, Nugget, who is, uh, the fawn pug, he was on, um, the last call that we had with DC United, well, with the players and Russell saw Nugget and decided to bring Lola aboard. So, um, I don't know if they made eye contact or not. uh, They, they were both, they were both present in that moment, but that's, that's about it. Well, I would definitely be for uh, Lola and, uh, <laughs> and and Nugget to be a DCU duo video. Um, if you, if you and Russ can can talk to the staff about pulling that off. Oh yeah, sounds good. So there's been a lot, like in the popular media, there's a lot uh, right now about uh, people learning new skills, creating new dishes. Whipped coffee is a thing that I have tried, and it's okay, I'm not really a coffee person, but it's, it's not bad. Uh, have you been experimenting with any new food, new skills, anything just out of the ordinary now that you have more time than you normally would in what is normally the middle of the MLS season? Uh, you know what? It's, it's funny that you say that. It's actually, you know, th- this time, um, you know, being, don't want to say off, but obviously isolated and, and at home is, it's been really beneficial in, in, in my, in my diet aspect. Um, currently doing the keto diet, which is low carb, okay. which, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, you necessarily don't need to do a, a strict keto. Um, but you know, you, because I'm not working out and I'm not burning the, the same amount of calories as I, as I do when I'm, uh, you know, fully fit, it's, it's important to lower the carb intake. Um, and so here, here at the home, we have a, a bunch of, keto books. Um, and I'm not a cooker. My girlfriend, uh, she's a wonderful cook. And, and before she used to cook everything. And so, uh, I, I, you know, I can't remember if it was after 
about a week um, after surgery. And, you know, I started to, I was able to walk around and kind of uh, slowly move on my own. You know, I thought, man, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a soccer player right now, so I got to be a little more use. I got to be a little more useful than, <laughs> than just laying in the, in the bed, you know, so, you know, I'm not a cleaner, so I, you know, I got to figure out something. So um, luckily, I, luckily I know how to read. Um, and so I'm, I'm able to follow instructions pretty well. So, uh, I've been cooking a lot out of a cookbook, out of some of our keto cookbooks that we have. Um, and you know, it's been good. I, you know, I think probably the best thing that I, that I've, I mean, man, I made some, I made some ribeye. Um, Uh, I made some, I made some broccoli cheddar soup from scratch. Um, yeah, nice. Yes. Some air fried chicken wings. So. Um, you know, it's, it's, been, this it's, been a, it's been a, it's been a fun, you know, to be honest, it's been a fun process. Obviously, you know, I, I wish I wasn't injured and I wish we were isolated, but, you know, looking at the positive, it's, it's helped me become, um, you know, somewhat comfortable in the kitchen, uh, and taking a load off. Hopefully I think, you know, from my girlfriend, from doing everything. Um, so yeah, it, you know, that, that's been, that's been fun. My girlfriend also did, um, you know, do the whipped coffee. And, uh, I, yep. I agree, man. I'm, I, I wasn't the biggest fan. I, we weren't <laughs> the biggest fan, you know, like she thought maybe she made it wrong in the beginning. Um, and, and so then we had another one the next day and it just, it wasn't for us. We love coffee, but for some reason, you know, I mean, look, I mean, videos don't make anything look good. You know, it's a trick. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you try it and you're just like, Oh, this is only for the video. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Looks better than it tastes. Exactly. Changing gears a little bit. Last week on on the show, we we talked amongst ourselves about Liga Emekis's decision to nix relegation for the next six years, uh, and the rumors that that might be leading into closer integration with MLS, maybe even a North American Super League. Uh, you've played in both leagues, uh, coming to DC from Tijuana. So I'm I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on on these developments. I um. I, I've, I've talked with a couple of people about it um, and, you know, my, my initial thought and, and, you know, I haven't put too much thought into it to be honest, but, but my initial thought, one, one about the relegation and, and promotion in, in Mexico is obviously it, it's tough. It's tough, right? I mean, you have a lot of players in Mexico, young Mexican players, players that, that, you know, they, they didn't finish school, right? This is, this is their mm-hmm. life. This is, this is this is their dream, and obviously they want to play. In, they want to play in first division, and, and for them not to have the opportunity to, you know, to to really do that with the you know with the club and and, and you know kind of be successful um, from you know going from second division to first division, kind of like you know Tijuana did um, years ago. I think I think it, I think it hurts, right? And and it is kind of like a, a a stab to their heart, knowing that no matter how good they do, right? Like the only way out is to be sold to a team in first division. Um, and also, also I understand um, from, from the owner perspective, from a, from a business perspective, because there's a lot of teams in Mexico that, that they're not, they're not made for the first division, right? The, the, the finances, the stadiums, the training facilities, the, you know, all the way down, right. It, it, it you know, it, it's not, it, it's very old school. Um, and I can understand why. Um, and, you know, I, again, I, I haven't looked too much into it, but I know that they're very keen on MLS and the way that MLS does things and the way that they see MLS grow. Um, and so, you know, my personal opinion 
with uh you know like north american soccer league or whatever you know whatever it would be called and whatever it is and and combining mexico and the united states i you know from an mls perspective um playing in both of the leagues i think the mls is 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 selling themselves short if i'm being honest with you i think mls is growing and and has a trajectory so high uh and, and you you we're starting to see MLS do what 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 Liga MX has done for years, which is recruit younger players from South America, um, who come from you know they're very talented players who who a lot of them come from nothing. They make very little in their country, and you know they get the opportunity to come to the United States, play, provide for their family, and, and provide safety for themselves and for their family. Um, you know this is the place that they want to be because now they know that the level in MLS is a good level to be at it's a real level it's not a retirement league um and and i think that now everyone can see that and so i think mls is is going on a on a very good path we're growing extremely fast each year you're seeing the quality of players you're seeing the money being spent by owners you know to to want to win championships and i think liga mx is you know, they, they want to be able to combine the success with, with MLS, right? And obviously the, the talk is always Champions League. It's always, you know, well, the Mexican teams are still better than the American teams because, you know, Champions League, right? And mm-hmm. in the end, I think that, in, you know, Liga MX is scared to, to lose, you know, what they have to MLS which is having, you know, typically having stronger teams, spending more money. And uh, I think that's, I think that's the reasoning, you know, behind the league MX wanting to combine with, with MLS, um, you know, just from my, what, what I understand in my opinion and playing in both the leagues and seeing how both the leagues function. Um, you know, I think MLS is on a, on a much brighter uh, future uh, at the moment. Uh- Paul, before we let you go, I I would be remiss not to ask. Um, you're about two months, uh, I think, into the rehab recovery process. Um, how has that been going uh, overall? I know it's not the most fun thing in the world compared to uh, being on the field, but uh, you know, how are you doing? How is your knee doing? All that stuff. The process, you know, the process has been good. Um, you know, I haven't had too many setbacks, to be honest. The only setback that I really had um, throughout the process was um, after the first week of, uh, uh, of surgery, post-surgery, um, we went to the, the, to the home opener at Audi Field, and it was freezing. And I sat outside, and my knee swelled up on me, and, and it sent me back a couple days. Um, and, and, then, and then it launched me forward um, once once my swelling was able to go down and once I was able to get healthier after that, I began to walk. I could get my quad back. Um, and, uh, ever since then, it, it's been pretty good. There's certain days that, you know, it's extremely tough and it's, extre- it's extremely frustrating. Um, you know, right now I'm currently biking a lot. Um, but my problem sometimes is when I'm biking that I, you know, I don't, I I don't feel my quad, right. I don't feel like I'm getting tired on my quad. I feel like I'm using more of my left leg than my right leg. Like there's all these little things that, that are, that kind of happen 
that you you really have to understand the process and 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 how to cope with it and how it's normal for you know a, a post ACL uh, operation that you you know you're gonna feel like this. So I've done a lot of talking with obviously my the physical therapist uh, that I'm working with at Ortho Virginia who's who, who's been great with me. Um, I talk a lot to our trainers at DC United about kind of what to expect and 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 just kind of being more prepared. You know, obviously having having the the knowledge and and the understanding of kind of what's to come and how I'm supposed to feel and how I'm going to feel and um, you know what's normal at this stage. So so far, you know, so far it's been good. I you know I for the most part, you know, it's been smooth sailing. There's some days that obviously I get frustrated and and um, you know, it, it's just one of those things that you have to you have to really understand and and take a deep breath and realize that you know this is this is a long journey and it's just you know day by day that you focus and you worry about you know hoping you feel better the next day and the next day and the next day and eventually over the time um, you know I'll be I'll be back to 100 percent before before we know it. Well, hopefully we see you and and everyone else for that matter back on the field pretty soon. Um, what are your goals in kind of once you are back on the field with DC United, with the national team, um, what are your goals going forward? Yeah, I think obviously right now, you know, uh, I I'm trying to, I'm trying to focus a lot on, you know, the, the objective in front of me at the moment. Um, you know, it, this is a, a, a long journey for me, um, obviously post, post ACL um, injury and, and for me, the most important thing is what I'm going to do tomorrow and how I'm going to fuel my body and how I'm going to be better. Um, because I believe that if I could get better each day, by the time that I get back, I will be the best version of myself than I was ever before, right? Before I, before I was even injured. Um, and that takes a lot of hard work and that takes a lot of sacrifice and, and, and understanding and grinding. Um, and then when I get back, you know, I'm going to take it, uh, you know, obviously one training at a time, one game at a time. Um, you know, I would love to, I would love to be back, um, you know, the, before the season ends depends on how, how, you know, we don't even know how the season will unfold and what the right. timeline looks like. Um, you know, which, which is a good thing. Um, in, 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 in my opinion, obviously for myself, because it gives me, it gives me a little more motivation, a little more hope that I, that, you know, that I will be back. I won't miss the whole season. Um, but also with the understanding that if I do, um, then, you know, I'll be ready stronger than ever for, for the following season for next year. So, um, you know, for me, I think it's kind of just taking it, uh, you know, day by day, like I said, training by training, workout by workout. And, uh, you know, first I have to feel a hundred percent here and then, you know, kind of continue on, on, on that path to, to get to where I want to be. But, uh, you know, obviously for me, when we talk about goals, I, you know, I want to be a winner. I want to win with DC United. I want to, you know, win with the national team. I want to be, obviously, I want to qualify for the World Cup um, and, and, and go from there. So, um, you know, as of right now, I think most of my goals are just focusing on my knee uh, and my health and, and getting stronger each and every day. Well, Paul, we are all rooting for you. Thanks for coming on the show. Why don't you let our listeners know where they can follow you online? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. Um, my Instagram is Paul Ariola, Twitter, Paul Ariola, Facebook, Paul Ariola. Not that I ever use it. Uh, but all you really need to do is just look up Paul Ariola. I'm sure you'll, 
you'll find me. I don't know if there's too many of us around the world. So, <laughs> Man, you made it too complicated. That's too many names. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Find us at blackandredunited.com. And if you feel like supporting us financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash filibuster. We're on Twitter, of course, at blackandredu, at filibusterdcu. Send your emails to filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. Download, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcasts. And mostly tell a friend about the show. I don't know when or where you're going to do that during isolation, but maybe... uh, on Twitter, on the next Zoom call you're on, just mention the show for no reason. Shout Do it from unprompted. Rooftops. Yeah, why not? Shout it from rooftops. Nothing, nothing create bad can a, happen. I want our listeners to try and create a filibuster themed uh, Zoom background. Uh, whatever you think filibuster themed, yes. create that background. Um, I ask this in part because I tried to create a background. It didn't really work. Um, the screaming cowboy was imposed over me, which is not what I wanted. I wanted him <laughs> over my shoulder. And rather than figure it out, I abandoned it. So uh, if you're better at Zoom backgrounds than I am, there you go. And how could you not be? Or um, not. Also, if you're terrible at Zoom backgrounds like I am, I'll give it a shot. See what happens. Uh, we would be delighted to eat with any, literally any result that you churn up. Tweet those at us, filibuster DCU, or uh, send them to filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. For Jason and Ben, I'm Adam thanking Paul one more time. Say goodbye, Jason. Swaziland World Cup Champions 1998. <laughs>